What'd you say with Carmenus? Hey everybody, that was uh <laughs> Blake, I think, sniffing his nose. That was definitely no, Jay. No, that was not me. Oh, that, that was Jay. Jeff. Okay, that was yeah. Jay. Hundred thousand. This is the classic gaming <laughs> podcast. Welcome everybody. Welcome. Off to an amazing start. That was also alone in the chaos with our intro music, but I'm thinking about replacing it with Jay's. Like, can we? I was gonna say, are we gonna find a new Alone in the Chaos song, or are we just gonna keep using? No, music? at some point I'm going to either like create some music or like get somebody to <laughs> make us some real music. Can we get the guy who did the intro to uh, what's it called, Toy Story? What's his name? Come on, he has <laughs> he did that voice. I'll Google it. Intro to Toy Story. Yeah, he's got a goofy <laughs> voice. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. What's his name? See, uh, Randy Newman. That's who it is. There okay. So yeah, if we can get Randy Newman, that'd be pretty cool. I would. I would probably, probably not. Why not? I could throw out some cash for that. Can you imagine if he said like, "I've got a game for you"? <laughs> like did that like twenty times. <laughs> <laughs> or we could get the guy who did, uh, who does the Angry Video Game Nerds theme song. That would be. Or Terry Crews. I'd be cool with Terry Crews too. Or, uh, David Hayter? I'd be okay with that. <laughs> He's a bit of a hater, though. Oh, oh wow. That wasn't even... That, I, even I will say that that was a terrible joke, and I'm like the king of terrible jokes. Are you? And, and I, oh, yeah. Dude, have you never even yeah, talked? Is this your first time here? What's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's my first time with the podcast. How's it going, guys? Uh, what you guys been up to? Played some games. Yeah, played oh, yeah? played video games. I have been playing a played. lot of video games actually. It's pretty I have I not been able to beat as many video games uh, this time around as last time. Wow! Oh, yeah, yeah. Last time you were like, "I'm gonna <laughs> unload my games on you." Here they come, and Robert and I were like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, it was pretty intense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a big load. Like, uh, <laughs> I haven't been able to tune into the stream lately. What's been going on on your stream? Um, I've been doing a lot of retro achievement stuff still. I okay. Dude, that's beat so a game. I'll talk about it later. I don't want to spoil it now. You guys will have to stick around if you want to hear. Okay. That. Okay. Nice teaser. Uh, <laughs> did you uh, did, yeah. did you beat Witcher three? No, I haven't even been playing it off stream. I haven't had time. Here's what. All right. Here's what I've been doing a little bit. So TF two got an update, and oh, yeah. uh, they added in like I guess stuff that is in Counter Strike already. Like seasons, kind of, where you pay six bucks and you get to take out contracts for special stuff to do with specific mean? equipment and classes and stuff. So uh, like, there's like, a, so like, there's a contract for uh, as a sniper of getting headshots and stuff, uh, where you get points as a class or points on this map. Point extra points are awarded for you towards uh, if you get like special. Achievements as each class. Like as a sniper, you go for headshots. As uh, as a spy, I think you go for backstabs, things like that. And you get new contracts each week. And it's a six dollar thing. It lasts for about three months, I guess. And it's gotten me back into TF2 pretty big. I That's I used cool. to play a lot of TF2, like a lot. I did too. Um, I I've got. Uh, I'm coming up on 500 hours now. I was around 400. Holy and... shit. 70 before the update oh, came now out I, or something? Now I want to check mine. <laughs> <laughs> Here comes the That's penis. with no idling, by the way. I never really idled yeah. on my account. 
No, Wrong yeah, stuff. I think mine's probably going to be more like one or two hundred. Yeah. I, yeah, I used to play a lot of TF2. I had a server where it was a, quote, clan, that old bullshit, where I just hung out with a bunch of other people that I knew and played TF2 a lot. And so this okay. update has got me back into it pretty big. Mine says 103 hours. I, th- I feel like it was yeah. probably a little bit more. I feel like it's more than that, but no no more than 200 tops, probably. Yeah. Fucking posers. That's cool. <laughs> so that's been pretty uh, cool. Uh, it's it's a pretty cool update. Like, uh, so What it does is whenever you turn in a contract, it gives you a unique weapon for your class. Uh, it's not unique okay. in its stats. The, the stats of it are just like the base equipment. Like for the heavy... You get uh, you can get a minigun, and it's just your basic heavy minigun. It doesn't have any special qualities that I know of. What it does have uh, is, like, a different design. Like, it can have different art on it. Like, it can have a, a special... Aesthetic. Yeah, it's basically fun aesthetic <laughs> stuff, so that you'll have a your your own unique gun that only you will have. But it doesn't give you an advantage, which is what people no. fucking hate. Yeah, cool. exactly. So it's really cool. I've been enjoying it. It's, uh, it's really fun, because I love TF2 already. And it's an excuse to be like, oh, hey, I don't play this class that much. i got to go play as them now. Uh-huh. And Overwatch comes out, and that's what you play. Yeah, well, I, actually, <laughs> I was talking about that, too. Um, in that same vein, apparently Dirty Bomb is pretty good. Have you heard about it at all? No. Uh, I've heard a little bit about it. I I saw people a few people mention it on my Twitter a while back, and I was like, uh-huh. whatever, this is some game that people are being pl- paid to play or something stupid like that, so I don't give a shit. And then I saw um, a trailer for it at E3, and I thought, this actually looks pretty cool. Uh, I'm going to have to check this out. So it's it seems like it's basically a TF2, which is what Overwatch is going to be. So Is it newer? or? Um, yeah, it came out pretty recently. Okay. I think it, it's free to play. You can find it on Steam. It's pretty small download. It's like four gigs. Uh, it looks interesting. I'm looking oh, forward to free. trying it out at some point. Yeah, it's totally free to play. What's free to the, play with what's microtransactions, the, probably. What's the, and I'll like, like, pool? Like, what, what is it that's different that, that makes it so awesome? I, it, it just looks fun. It's got, it's like okay. a goofy, but more of a, like, joking about being badass instead of joking about, like, being cartoons in TF2. Oh, I gotcha. Okay, okay. So it's like that, yeah. Um, um, I haven't gotten a chance to play it yet. I'm looking forward to it when I do. And then, of course, Overwatch, whenever that comes out, I'll have to pick that up for at least they a little said, bit. They announced the beta window, correct, didn't they? Or am I did they? I Ooh. think they did. I think they said quarter, end of quarter three, early quarter four. I could be wrong, though. Hmm. I'm sorry, Blake. I, one time, I, ex- I didn't realize, uh, one time I was playing Team Fortress 2, and I didn't realize we were the uh, on defense. And I was trying to convince my team to do a scout rush. I was like, why don't we all scout rush? <laughs> Oh and, then, and then everybody was like, yeah, defensive scout rush. That sounds like an <laughs> awesome idea. You are Dude, when best. Overwatch comes out, I think that's going to be the first game that the three of us play together. It could be, yeah. It might <laughs> happen. <laughs> oh, you, guys are both, you guys are both like, nah, yeah, it might be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we talk about video games all the time, but we never play games. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. There's, this, there's this one guy that I met like online playing Team Fortress 2, and we used to, we used to queue up together a lot, and... Uh, he was a medic usually, and I would play the heavy. Mm-hmm. And like we were a really good combination. Like, like he would just sit there and heal me the whole time, like while I mowed people down. And people would get so pissed off Pocket because we would, because like we would just like plow through everybody. 
we just like really worked well together and like it it was really hilarious just hearing other people get pissed off on the other team. The original nerd rage. Yeah. No. No, 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 no. The original rage quit. Have you seen that? It's the two guys who invented Pong, and one of them, like, they they were testing out the game, and the one guy, like, gets up, and he looks pissed, like, you know, like, the game was imbalanced, basically, and it says the the original Nerd Rage. <laughs> Pong. That's pretty good. I, I think, remember hearing I think, about that. I never watched it, though. That's pretty funny. I think the first uh, Rage Quit I ever experienced was playing, like, Madden NFL. On oh, Star- my God, yeah. yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Battletoads. Battletoads. That'll make yeah, anybody two, rage. Yeah, two-player Battletoads. Yeah, I guess that. I never actually rage quit Battletoads, but I like just kind of got bored from dying so many times. I was like, new game. <laughs> uh, anything else you guys want to talk about news? Let's move to news. Let's do it. Yeah. There's only really one thing, and I didn't even know about it until about five minutes ago. Blake, you want to <laughs> catch us up on, on this? Well, all right. Let me pull up my thing. But out. That's, a, that's an innuendo. Um, let's, let's start as far back as you can, so everybody can okay. get a picture. So there's this company called the Odd Gentlemen, which are currently uh, making the King's Quest remakes. They're in charge oh. of that. They're handling that. And it turns out that they're they've been up to some uh, just slightly, incredibly super shady shit. They were also doing <laughs> the Homestuck game. They were contracted for that uh, about. I probably two years now, I guess, because the game was supposed to be out in uh, late 2014. And it turns out that very recently someone made a post where they called out uh, – this is like a friend of someone that is Homestuck, one of the Homestuck people. So the friend talked to the person that does Homestuck, and turns out that the, the Kickstarter for the Homestuck game made like $750,000 or something. And the uh, the Odd Gentleman, the company that was supposed to be making the game, after a very long time of development, all they had created was a single room with a single character and, like, even just clicking somewhere inside the game with the mouse caused the game to crash. That was it. That was all they had. <laughs> nice. So they're good contractors. Yeah. You're saying to hire them. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely want to bring them on. Good enough. So, good enough. It also sounds like... Uh, well, at least it works better than Arkham Knights apparently does. Well, maybe. <laughs> at least uh, they took Arkham Knight off the shop. <laughs> yeah. But uh, So, the Homestuck people got a hold of the Odd Gentleman, and they were like, yeah, we want our Kickstarter money back. <clears throat> and then the, uh, the Odd Gentleman caused, like... It took a while to get through the legal hoops for this to happen, and by the time... They got around to it. There was only like $170,000 left for them. Out of how much, sorry? Out of $750,000. Okay, so just a little bit was left. Yeah, just just the tiniest amount. And it's pretty well believed, and it's not too much of a stretch of the imagination, to assume that – because there's a timing thing here as well. When the Odd Gentleman took on the Homestuck contract, they also took on a few other contracts, one of which – is remaking the King's Quest games. And so it's pretty uh, pretty well-believed right now that they took some of the Kickstarter money for the Homestuck game, uh, Hive Swap is the name, and they spent it towards the development of these other games, these other contracts that they got. Okay. 
So the short version is these guys are pretty shitty assholes, pretty awful. Is this one hundred percent confirmed or just still? Yeah, how um, much this is the person. This there was a blog post about this on somebody's Tumblr. The person who put this on their Tumblr is very close friends with one of the Homestuck people, and the Homestuck person told them this information as like a Kickstarter backer or something. It's pretty uh, believable stuff. Okay. Wow. It's a pretty reputable source, I would that's say. That's really shitty if it's true. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty fucked up. So, okay, for uh, me personally, like, I, I uh, actually meant, I, I thought about this when I started hearing about these games. I probably wasn't going to buy the games anyway, uh, the new King's Quest games, the remakes. Now I'm definitely not going to. But uh, the reason yeah. I wanted to, I sh- we should have brought them up in the last podcast because I feel like they are great examples of games that did not age so well. Oh, that's uh, good. Oh, oh, damn, that would have been. Yeah, that should have been the number one. I don't know how you and I both missed that one. <laughs> but yeah, like, as I don't soon know as I heard the King's Quest name, I was like, <clears throat> wait a minute, how? Do- Whoa, shit, that's right. Yeah, because the only reason I say they age badly is because they are that old. Very outdated concept of uh, the old point and clicks where you can back yourself into a corner where you literally cannot win the game. Where you cannot and, win and you don't know that you cannot win. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Uh, I was also thinking, just kind of tr- going off on a tangent on that, I actually came up with a couple more recently. I feel like Mortal Kombat 1 was kind of more a product of its time. Yeah. Uh, it was really, and also, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Another one that I thought of is Jade Empire. Which, really? Yeah, like, was, I feel like, really big at the time, but now I feel like it, there's not really a whole lot of interest, there's not very much that's interesting about it. That was one of the few Bioware games that I enjoyed, even though it, as usual, fell into a lot of the typical Bioware writing and shit of... Mm-hmm characterization and everything and there's good and there's bad even though yeah. stone fist is not technically actually bad in practice just in the game uh but i i had fun with jade fist i mean i did too i i did too at the time but what i'm saying is i don't think it holds up now like if i played it I, now did i wouldn't us talk have about goldeneye for that i don't think we did no i don't i wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't have said goldeneye i mean it's just a very outdated console fps that we yeah but you could say that about a, i mean if you if you're just gonna use that as the parameters like that's a lot of games though well i don't like for me is there any reason to go back and play GoldenEye over something else probably i don't think so but i still think i would have tons of fun playing it again well, I, I, I think yeah, it would I think still be pretty reason. fun but i mean especially is it, especially is it only fun because of nostalgia too i don't think so well, i mean i would have to play it to see but I'm just thinking in my head. I feel like I would have a really good time playing that still right now. I don't think Maybe I would. Maybe not. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I would. So, alright. Anyway. <laughs> we'll never know. Because it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Robert. <laughs> okay, so that's kind of some shitty news. Yeah. <laughs> We're used to having good news. <laughs> yeah, you should. You like, should. hey, this Kickstarter's getting a lot of money. This is awesome. <laughs> oh, but these guys are douchebags. Oops. Oh, but everybody's oh. Oh, that sucks. 
Okay, well, I think that's all the news we have. Jay, you've probably got some news, though, right? You've always got something to contribute to this conversation. Yeah, uh, I farted, so <laughs> my news is cool. <clears throat> okay. I'll let you know it smells. Cool. That's okay. Uh, let's talk about games. Who wants to go first? Um, I'll go first. How about that? Okay. Okay. Uh, I did not play a Metal Gear. Thanks. Time. Fucking God. okay. Tell me right now. I need to know how many more games of Metal Gear do you have left that are considered? Uh, well, I can only think of retro. Ooh, um, yeah, that are retro. There's the original Metal Gear, and um, then there's Metal Gear Two. Are you gonna play either of them? Yeah, I will. And is then Metal Gear Two Snake's Revenge, or is that a different one? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Snake's Revenge. Okay. Then what's the other one? Because there's uh, one more old Nintendo one, right? I don't think so. I was thinking of uh, Peace Walker. Is that old? Is that over ten years old? I'm not sure. Maybe not. I no, haven't really so. looked it up. <clears throat> I had to uh, double check. My game was ten years old. I was like, oh, today I was like, when Blake messaged, I like remember <laughs> we're doing the podcast, and then I was like, holy shit, I played this game for like twenty hours. Oh god! And then I was like, oh no, it is. It's too. <laughs> oh no, Peace game. Walkers. Peace Walker is only five years old. Okay, yeah, I didn't. What do, most of them, that especially the ones you know after uh, Metal Gear Solid Three, they're not gonna be old enough. Yeah, I'm gonna probably play four again pretty soon, but it's definitely obviously not old enough. Yeah. But uh, so anyway, the game I did play for this time is Uplink. Have you guys ever heard of this game? No. Oh. So, I think I know the name, but I don't know the game at all. It came out, I think, 2004, so it's not really that old. Oh, no, I'm sorry, 2001. Uh, so I guess it is actually somewhat old. Um, uh, so, okay, so it's called Uplink, and it's a game where you're, like, a hacker, and you're, like, hacking into computers and, like, stealing uh, information, like, sabotaging information and stuff like that. Uh, the game is kind of played in uh, first-person first person point of view and I don't mean like in the sense of like a first person shooter but this is a game where uh, so again you're a hacker and it's like talking to you not as if you're playing a hacker character but as if you are an actual hacker uh, like using like you're, like the screen that you look at for instance is like a, uh, a user interface on a computer so uh, you're looking at like little windows that pop up with various types of text and stuff and you've got like a little menu at the bottom of the screen another little menu at the top and so it's it kind of plays it off like 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 when you sign in for instance like when you turn the game on um after you like get your like the first time it asks you like for your name and it has you set up a password and stuff and so like when you launch the game it asks you to log into your uh like your uh gateway is what uh, is what it's called basically your computer and you log in and it says, uh, you know, like connecting you to the uplink, uh, network or something like that, which obviously it's not really doing. Um, it's just kind of like this facade of, okay, you're RP. connected to the, like the hacker ne- network now. And then, so you're looking at, uh, you pull up like in the menu, you can, you can pull up like this, the various hacking jobs that are available. And when you find one of those and you'll accept it and then you get an email that little, that pops up over in the corner of the screen and you click to pull up the email and they tell you like exactly what they want you to do. Like here, this is the company. This is their IP address. We want you to, uh, steal this. We want you to copy these files and send them to us. Or we want you to like sabotage this specific file on their computer. Cause they're like a competitor of ours or something like that. 
Uh, and then they get, they eventually get a little bit more and more complex, like, oh hey, we've got this friend, and, uh, he's in, he's going to this university, uh, and he, like, failed his class and wasn't able to, to get a degree. So we need you to hack into their database and, like, change the information and tell, and say, like, change it to say that he got a degree in, like, mechanical engineering or something like that. And, uh, so what you do is, when you, uh, pick a job and then you get the email and it tells you, like, where, like, what I, the IP address is of the target and all that, you, uh, you pull up the screen and you, like, connect, you, like, bounce all these proxy, uh, like, terminals off of each other and, or proxy connections, really. So you're, like, kind of bouncing the connection. You're going through, like, four or five different connections before you're actually connecting to the computer that you're trying to access. And then uh, once you're connected to it, then it's like, okay, log in. So when it's time for you to log in, then you pull up your menu that's got, like, all of your programs, and you choose, basically, it's like a password-breaking program. And you tell it to run on this login screen that you're looking at, and it runs. And also, while you do that, assuming you have this program, you start your, uh, I forget exactly what it's called, it's like trace tracking or something like that. And it's this program that runs in the bottom corner of your screen, and it shows you how close you are to being traced while you're hacking into this computer. Um, because if you get caught, then uh, after you get caught a certain number of times, then you can like go to jail, which I don't know exactly what that looks like visually, because... Uh, game over? <laughs> prob- probably something like that, yeah. Or, or like the first couple times, like you probably, I think you just get fined like a shitload of money or something like that. So while you're like hacking in, uh, while you're like, while your password breaking program is running, and then while you're like browsing through the file system and then running the copier and stuff, this trace tracking program is running the whole time to tell you how close you are to being, uh, traced. And if it gets too close, and like you don't think you're gonna get the job done in time, then you just like break the connection real quick, so that you don't actually get caught and busted and, and fined and all that. Uh, so like, you let the password hacking program run, and then, like, once you're into the system, you look for the file in question, and once you find that, then you run either your copying program or your delete program. Uh, and if it's a copying program, then you, like, have to pull up your memory and copy it to a place in your memory where you have enough space to hold the file that uh, whoever it is that's hiring you wants you to send to them. And then once you've got that, then you uh, break the connection, get out of there, and send them an email and attach the file to it, and then they they pay you your, you your money. How how money. um oh, I was gonna say how unique is the like the different missions? Are they does it feel like kind of repetitive or? It does yeah it does get okay. repetitive um at least in the time that I played so okay as you're as you're progressing through the game as you're getting more and more money you can upgrade your computer so you have like a faster processor or you have more space to hold all of your programs and in the file and the various files that you copy and then you can also so you can upgrade you can spend the money to upgrade your computer you can also get like a faster connection you can also spend money to buy uh different programs so you can buy programs that like show you more detailed information on uh how close you are to getting traced or you can spend or you can buy like better like password breaking software that goes faster and then you can buy additional things like uh, log editors and uh, other and, and like eventually you can even get stuff that I think like destroys the computer that you're connected to. Uh, and then like so like with the log deleters, eventually you get to like a little bit more complex missions where it's like okay, 
do all this stuff, and then once you delete this file or copy it or whatever, then you got to sign into the logs of the computer that you use to access this one to delete, uh, like, the record of you having access to that computer so that, like, if they try tracking you down, it makes it harder for them to do so. Uh, so things do get a little bit more complex that way. I played the game for about probably two or three hours, probably about, I think it was three hours total, because the, uh, the tutorial takes a little while just for you to kind of learn what all is going on and how to do everything that you need to do. And then I played for a while, and like, every, every job that I did was a variation of, it was either like, here's the name of this file, we want you to copy it and send it to us. Or, here's the name of this file, we want you to delete it, and then just let us know that you deleted it. Or, like I said, there's a couple where it's like, oh, here's our buddy, we want him to like have an A in this class, or like we want him to have earned this degree, so go edit his log and type that, you know, type that in so it says that he has a degree in whatever it is that they want him to have a degree in. Those were, like, I spent a good hour and a half to two hours just doing those jobs before I got, like, you sort of, like, level up. It's not really leveling up, but it's like your, your status goes up. And when your status goes up, then you can get, like, different kinds of jobs. But they all come down to, like, edit or delete this file or uh, or copy this file and eventually, it, like you said, Jay, it, as you kind of suspected, it does get a little bit repetitive. It's it's a pretty... F- I mean, I had fun playing it uh, up until... You sound, like, quite, I, you sound like you're questioning as you say that. <laughs> I had fun playing it. I, I had yeah, fun I when I turned the game on, but uh, <laughs> I think that's when it stopped, yeah. Like... I had fun doing the missions, but then once I did them so many times, then they got old. So it's, like, fun for the first hour or two. And maybe I, like, didn't give it enough enough chance once I kind of uh, leveled up my reputation and got other jobs to do. Because I kind of got... Uh, I couldn't quite figure out exactly what I was supposed to do to, uh, to pass this one job. And that was right around the time that I was getting... That the repetitiveness of it was starting to wear on me. So I sort of stopped at that point. So I can't say for sure. Maybe if I had sort of powered on through there, then it does add enough uh, variety to become interesting again. But but yes, to answer your question, it does get repetitive, and that's that's why I didn't put more than about three hours total into it. Uh, the game apparently got really good reviews when it uh when it first came out. It says like according to this, uh well I don't. Uh, for what it's worth, <laughs> Metacritic has a four out of five. I feel like IGN gave it like a nine something uh, back in the day. So like it was really, it was apparently fairly well received at the time. And like I said, pretty fun for a while, but it it, it gets really repetitive at least for a certain amount of time. And that was kind of at the point where I dropped off. Cool. Yeah, and it's 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 more also like as far as the hacking aspect of it goes, it's more like uh, hacking you would see on like a TV show, like a primetime TV show. Oh, they're like, I'm getting through the (laughs) firewall. I'm in. I'm out. He's fucked. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's kind of more like that than you would actually think of real hack. I don't know. Maybe it's kind of somewhere in between. I'll give him a little bit of benefit. It's not super cheesy, but it's. I always love that in TV shows. Yeah. My so favorite one is, 
there, there's this show that was on like ABC or something I saw a while ago. It was like my favorite thing from TV, just fucking up. And this girl's like on her phone and her mouth's like agape because like somebody told her something crazy through the phone, like somebody died or something. And she's like, like her face is just like in awe. And you look and her phone's upside down. It's like an <laughs> iPhone. So she's talking to the receiving end. And it's, just, <laughs> it's like, how do you fuck I that love... up? Like, <laughs> I don't know what show it is, but there's there's another clip that goes around the internet that like people always bring up all the time. And I don't, like I said, I don't remember what show it's from, but it's like the quintessential, like how many stupid cliche, like hacking. Oh yeah. Throw into this one scene. It's like, we're, oh shit, we're being hacked. It's like you said, it's like, you yeah. know, like bashing the keyboard, not like maniacally. And like on the screen, it shows like all these windows, like popping yeah, up. It's like the, the matrix place. too. <laughs> oh, yeah. is it the one from uh, one of the cop shows? Yes. Yeah. I think it's CSI maybe. Oh, that doesn't surprise yeah. me at all. That's the yeah. furthest thing from reality. Yeah, there's a yeah. really, really bad one in one of the like CSIs or you can probably something. Google. Yeah, I just did it. I just did it. CSI hacking, and it's the first thing that comes up. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, what um, well, all right. What, so what did you guys play? Paper scissors, Blake, or do you? Uh, you guys rock scissors. That's pretty. That is. All right. On the count of three, we'll type it on chat. Ready? All right, one, Robert, two, down. Hold on, hold on, I need three. to get the shut up. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, all right, I played Super Mario <laughs> <Yes>, Island. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Super Mario Island. I played Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island. I was like, wait. Okay, okay. I, thought, I didn't okay, know that was actually off on my uh, Super <laughs> Mario memory. So for the first time in my life, uh, thanks to Retro Achievements and to my community voting for it, I ended up playing through Super Mario World. Uh, Super Mario World 2. Uh, the first time I've ever played through Yoshi's Island. I think I've mentioned on the podcast before how much I hated when I, the first couple levels of this game because I could not stand uh, Mario's god-awful crying. It gets so, so aggravating. Um, what happens is that it's a game, you play as Mario, it's a platformer. It's very, 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 very unlike anything you'll find in Super Mario World, though. And I think that's probably the game's biggest uh, problem, is that it's marketed, it's titled as a Super Mario World game, but it doesn't do that. Instead, it's got you writing uh, your Yoshi, and you have a Mario writing on your back, and you're trying to return Mario to his brother, Luigi. Uh, they're both babies, and whenever you get hit, it knocks Mario off of your back, and then he starts crying. And it doesn't and it's your stop. first time through. The, he doesn't stop until you get him back. And what it is, you collect these things called stars in every stage, and uh, you can have a maximum of thirty stars, and you automatically region up to having ten stars. If you get hit, uh, the stars start to count down, and you have a timer to get the baby back before he gets kidnapped. So, as the timer gets lower and lower and lower, as it approaches zero, he starts to cry more and more. Never and have more. kids, Blake. Never have oh, kids. Oh, I won't. I won't. That's that's the plan. Oh you my god! You have to god. pass on your your genes, so like we can. Well, have you know what? I got to pass on my slacks, and I'm going to do that some other way. <laughs> got him. Got him. Uh, so fucking as it gets down to zero, he just starts going from wah wah. <laughs> To wah 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 wah. Terrible. Oh my god, it is so bad. 
Like, it's bad enough for him to cry when he gets knocked off of you, but then the fact that he gets louder and he just starts crying faster the lower it gets is really annoying. And I can get... I get what they're going for there. It's kind of like in Sonic when you're drowning. The time. Oh god! Don't, don't bring that up. <laughs> I'd go to therapy for that fucking shit. Oh my god! So it's just it's a really similar concept to that where it's like the pressure is on. You better do something quick. But <laughs> it's like the most annoying sound in the world. So it, all it makes me want to do is get a cartridge, a copy of the game, and smash it to pieces forever and ever. Right, let me ask you real quick. What would you prefer? That or the uh, Sonic the Hedgehog drowning music? Sonic the Hedgehog drowning music. Dude, what wow, if that is really? ringtone? How sick would that be? The, <laughs> the drowning? Like, as, if you let it ring too long, you just die. Whoop. That'd be nuts, actually. That'd be a useful, good idea. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, anyway. The gameplay itself. Let's get let's get into that. I 100% of the game. I want to say that right now. Nice. I got all the achievements for the game. Actually, I still need to get the 99 lives achievement, but that's a silly, boring one. That's just going to be me sitting here for half an hour screwing around. But I got everything else. I've 100% of the game. I finished all the levels, got everything in every level, uh, beat Bowser, all that super duper fun stuff. What I don't like about 100%ing each stage is the way that the game designed it. In Super Mario World, the way that you beat a stage is you pass through the tape at the end of the stage. And if there's another way to beat the stage, it shows up as a different dot in the game. So a normal stage with one exit is a yellow dot. If a stage has multiple exits, it's a red dot. And all you have to do to get that alternate exit is go find the alternate exit. It's not that bad. You grab a key uh -huh. sometimes and you shove it in a keyhole. You fly under a platform and go right. find another piece of tape somewhere else. But in Super Mario World 2, what they do is instead of that, you have to collect everything in a stage. And there are three criteria that you have to meet. Um, you have to find – you have to finish the stage with 30 stars. And to remind you, that means that you have to reach the end goal – and basically not be not get hit on your way there after getting your 30 stars. Because once you get hit, Mario gets knocked off of you and your stars count, start counting down. So that's really frustrating. Then you also have to find the 20 red coins in the stage. This isn't that bad most of the time. where The red coins are hidden. Uh, they're slightly red-tinted normal coins. You just have to explore the level and find them all. And then the other thing is you have to find uh, the... Uh, the red, wait, red coins, the stars, and then I keep thinking of the checkpoints, not the other thing that you're supposed to find. I can't. I'm trying. Do you have those? Have <laughs> the flowers? Is that the one where you have to get the flowers? The flowers. Yes. Okay. I okay. was. I was like, there's, there's some five things you have to collect in each stage, but I can't remember what the fuck they are. So you have to collect five flowers per each stage, and it's just that's all the flowers do. If you collect they're all five, you get a flowers. one up out of it. Well, they are very happy to be collected. They're by very Mr. happy flowers. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got these flowers you've got to go collect, and that's it. You get you finish the stage with thirty stars. You get the twenty coins. You collect the five flowers, and that's flowers it. Let you you one hundred percent the stage. At least. Nope. No, they do nothing. Don't they regen your health or something too? Or no? Maybe no. Nope. Okay, no. I have no idea. They don't give they you just, any they extra. Just, they don't have HP. Never mind. They only let yeah. you shoot fire and be happy. I don't know how to do that. That must be why I don't like them. <laughs> so, this wouldn't bother me as much if it weren't for some really stupidly hidden ones. 
Uh, there are a few that, like, I if I had not looked up a YouTube walkthrough on where to find them, I don't know that I ever would have thought to do the things that they require you to do to get a few of them. Aren't some of the red coins invisible, too, if I remember correctly? No. Oh, no? Okay, I'm thinking something else then. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. So, uh, what else? Uh, the, all right, this wouldn't bother me that much either. There's a few of them that are annoyingly well-hidden, that you have to do stupid stuff to find and all this shit, whatever. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I don't like about it is that you have to collect the, every single one of those things. You have to meet all three of those criteria. 30 stars when you finish the stage, find all 20 coins, and find all five flowers, all in one run. It doesn't save oh, your progress. Oh, really? Yeah. So I if you find that. 19 shit. out of 20 coin, red coins... You have to go through this day, like, you get 19 out of 20 red coins, you get, but you also, you have all five flowers and you have all 30 stars. You have to beat the stage again with 30 stars and by finding those five flowers again. And get all of the coins again. That to me really, really sucked. I was not a fan of that because it means that you have to go through some of the side areas multiple times and it's just, very, very frustrating, very boring, and I did not enjoy doing that at all. Um, God, what was the other thing? So, all right, some of the other gameplay mechanics. The big thing here is uh, it's it's a much slower-paced game than Super Mario World. Somebody pointed this out to me in my chat, and I didn't I didn't really start thinking about it until they mentioned it. Super Mario World is a pretty straightforward game. It is a platforming game. You've got your cape, you've got your flower, you've got some platforms to jump on, you've got some enemies to dodge... And that's a little it. dinosaur that's... to ride on, and a dinosaur to ride on occasionally, which is cool. It's it's you running forward. It's you going through the stage. What I don't like in uh, Yoshi's Island is how much it slows down. The gameplay is way way slower paced than the platformers that I like. It's way slower paced than Super Meat Boy, Super Mario Bros. Three, Super Mario World games like that. And I tried to think of a game to compare it to as far as like the pacing of the gameplay and of the platforming and everything, and none really came to mind, uh, at least for me personally. It's just a much slower game than a lot of the others, which I think is part of the problem that the game has, is that, it's again, it's marketed as Super Mario World 2, but it does not play like Super Mario World 2, except that it has a Yoshi, and it has a Mario, and that's it. (laughs) There's nothing else that is really... Tying these games together, I don't think. Do you think it was possibly, or do you know if it was possibly uh, kind of like a Super Mario 2 situation where maybe it was like another game and they kind of scrapped that and turned it into Not a Mario game? Not that I've ever heard. No. I don't think okay. so. They just kind of were like, oh, let's try this, and then ended up making a <laughs> yeah. shitty game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, all right, the other big gameplay mechanic is that you pretty constantly have eggs. Uh, what you do is you eat oh, enemies yeah. as your Yoshi, and you when you swallow them, uh, mm-hmm. you turn them into an egg that you can then throw. And this is a cool mechanic, but again, it feels mm-hmm. very strange for a Mario game. So what you do is these eggs, you have to throw them into clouds. The clouds spew out coins. It'll pop mm-hmm. into a flower. It'll give you a one-up. It'll create a secret path for you to go across. Stuff like that. Uh, you can also use the eggs to attack enemies, of course. 
I, I, I kind of like the mechanic, but it, it just feels so strangely out of place. It's something that, again, it slows down the pace of the gameplay, and I just couldn't get myself to enjoy it that much. Overall, yeah. I, I, I had a better time with Super Mario. Like, I, I'm saying all these things, I, I enjoyed the game to a degree. I think I enjoyed it more than I hated it. It's just that there are some things about it that stick out as very, very, very frustrating. Uh, I, I, oh man. It's a lot better than I ever would have expected it to be, which is why it has right. taken me so long to play through the game. I didn't hate the experience, which is a l- more than I ever thought I would say. More really? credit than I, I would give it. Yeah. I, right. like, I've never even gotten through the first world before because the gameplay and all of the design of the game just felt so off to me compared to what I want from playing a Mario game. I will say, uh, the art of the game is nice. Uh, it's got this cutesy kind of watercolor design about everything, uh, that it makes work very, very well. And the music in the game is really, really, really good. Okay. Aside from that, uh, it, it, it it was an okay time. <laughs> um, seems like seven out of ten. I didn't hate it. Oh wow, that's actually better than I expected. It, As like, uh, it, huh? I enjoyed the game for what it was. I just wish it wasn't designed and marketed as a Mario game because it it just doesn't feel like a Mario game. Yeah. As someone who has a child. I cannot imagine playing a game where you listen to a baby crying <laughs> over and over because I feel For like enjoyment. I'm scarred. Like that sound has like scarred me. Like anytime I hear a kid crying, it's like somebody's scratching my brain with a cheese grater. Uh, just because I have such an aversion to that sound, having oh, gone through it in, in real life, it's very bad. I haven't had to go through it in, in real life, and I still abhor the sound. <laughs> it's like. Oh, well, just don't get hit. Yeah, on your first time through the game, though. <laughs> okay. Like, really, guys? Just just do a perfect playthrough. Just do a perfect playthrough. Just do a speed run. Speed yeah, that's run. what you do, yeah. Blake. That's why you're a streamer. Come on. <laughs> well, for Blake, that's, that might actually not be too unreasonable <clears throat> to ask. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right. Uh, Jay. Hi, how are you? Play any classic video games? Lately? I did. Well, I uh, so I continued my little... Uh, what do you call it? I'm a little journey through the Dynasty Warriors series. Uh, first uh, one I played through Samurai Warriors. Yeah. Nice. So I actually played um, three different titles uh, that are all oh, of the same one. What'd you say? I said, oh damn. Oh yeah. Well, so the first I played the one of them is considered classic, and then the other two are are newer. They're like 2006, I think was the latest oh. one. Um, so Samurai Warriors is the same style of game that uh, Dynasty Warriors is. Kind of like the we talked about this last time. Kind of like the heroic hack and slash. Um, but it's a little bit different. So, uh, it, it feels more, this is going to sound really bad, but it sounds more, it feels more Asian. So like Dynasty Warriors feels like the American, the American version of that genre. I can see that. And Samurai Warriors is more story driven. Um, a lot of levels have like in-depth tactics and they have a lot more variety to the levels, which is really nice. Um, cause obviously like the other ones are just kind of brainless hack and slash. 
And uh, the storylines are kind of cool. So there's uh, when you first play, it actually recommends you play on an easier difficulty. And I was like, you know, fuck that. Like I'm gonna, you know, go 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 all in. You know, I don't want to mess around. But uh, so I tried playing on the hardest mode, and it was just I just got destroyed. And the reason is is during the maps, uh, you'll so like you you'll go into a map, and you know your general before the map starts will explain you know kind of what the strategy is. And then you'll go into level and something will, will interrupt that strategy. You know, somebody, something else will appear or something will happen. And he'll say, okay, okay, that sucks. Let's do this to counteract that. And if you don't complete that objective, you'll fall further behind in the level. And you can't just man mode your way through the levels. You actually have to complete the objectives in order to win, which is really cool. Because in the other ones, you're like, I, I don't really care what's going on in the map. I'm going to kill these 400 dudes. And then I'm just going to run, put my forehead down and run at the boss. <laughs> you can't do that. You really can't. And the stories are a lot more in depth. Uh, there's a, a much more variety of characters. There's actual range characters that have guns and bows that that's their primary use. And then there's when somebody is a short range, slow hitting character, that's actually what they are. There are uh, there's just a much better variety of characters and uh, uh, weapons. There there's char- char- characters with like bow staves to nunchucks, and they actually do kind of different mechanics. Um, obviously the nunchuck guy has more like fluidity to it and it's a lot like it kind of flows well and he's very fast and, and it's kind of nice whereas like the slower guys they obviously hit very very hard but they can't maneuver as quick when you're actually in combat which is very nice it's it's refreshing in comparison to some of the older titles um so i played multiplayer well a lot with uh, my roommates and my girlfriend and a little bit with my little brother as well and they added a couple new things uh, in the game when you hit mobs or if you get hit by mobs, you build up your, your Musu or Muso. It's your, your special. And when that bar fills, you can use it. In the new one, you can actually set it up to where you both share the same bar. And when one person uses it, you both activate it. And it's really cool because it refills faster, but you obviously don't have indi- individual ones, which is kind of nice in certain circumstances. Uh, so when you have it kind of grouped together, there's like, you can kind of strategize, okay, do we have two characters that work well together where their musos kind of work together and, and, uh, do a lot of damage or like sync up. Like my little brother and I were playing these characters. One of the guys throws grenades and the other guy does this vortex where he pulls everybody in. So we would just oh, combo nice. combo groups of guys. Yeah. I would just go uh-huh. like balls deep into the, to like, you know, really far in group stuff up and then we just cleave stuff down. And it was really cool. Whereas when we played characters, like I played a ranger that had like this multi-shot thing where it launched everybody away and he was playing this character that had like this whirlwind ability. They did not flow all together. So we used our musos separately and it was really effective. It, it did something completely different and we actually split up. Um, in multiplayer, the other thing that was really exciting is they encourage you to split up. They actually put two objectives on the map that have to be done. And so you have to split up. There's no way you could go do the first one kill it, and then go to the second one, especially if you play on the higher difficulties, because the generals will actually stall you. They won't try to kill you. They will literally stall you because their entire objective is to hold something for uh, a duration, you know, like a certain amount of time. So I don't know. It's it's a much better series. I played... I'm not going to talk too much about the new, the, the newest ones of them, uh, but basically what they did, I, I, started, I started researching it, is with Dynasty Warriors, is they would release uh, numeric ones. So it'd be Dynasty Warriors 1, 2, 3, 4... And then they would extre- they would release Dynasty Warriors 3 Extreme Legends, which is essentially just a patched version of that title. So they would fix all the <laughs> bugs with it. Yeah, so and it was nice. I mean, I, I played some of the Extreme Legends, and uh, they were a lot smoother. They fixed a lot of the bugs. Um, well, I thought and- the Extreme Legends stuff was more often like a single map per character, and then like that that's what you did with that character kind of a thing. There was more content that I saw as well, but a lot of it, okay. at least from what I was seeing, was like 
uh, major bug fixes or stuff that was like ridiculously imbalanced and stuff. But yeah, there was new there was new content as well. I saw I didn't get to play a lot of it, and I think they added some new ultimate weapons. So the Extreme Legends games did they still have the original game? Yeah, and then it wasn't like yeah yeah. It was just kind of like, so basically after Extreme Legends comes out, I don't think there's a purpose to buying the, the previous one. I think you pretty much just play the new one. That, that was my understanding of it, but. It's kind of like, like the Street Fighter series, maybe. Mm. Can you explain? I'm not familiar with it. Uh, well, they would always have like Street Fighter 2, and then, like, then they would come out with Street Fighter 2 Turbo, and then it had like, two more characters oh, or like yeah, four yeah, more yeah, characters exactly exactly i remember okay. aj talking about that yeah yeah, yeah. so it's kind of like that and I, i'm glad that the series actually improved because like my little brother and i we played a specific ones we played like three and four we played samurai warriors a little bit but i never thought that the series actually improved i thought it was just kind of like the same shit different characters maybe a newer story no they actually developed the game pretty well i'm really sad because i don't know if you guys noticed they did an mmo of, of uh, the dynasty warrior series last year it died within like six months. It was it was really horrid. Yeah, told us. yeah. and uh, but I'm actually excited to start playing some of the newer ones. Obviously, I won't talk about them too much on the podcast. But Samurai Warriors was really enjoyable. Like I actually really enjoy the characters and the story cool. was the story's okay. I, I obviously the stories are kind of the same. It's you know very stere- kind of not stereotypical stuff, but just kind of boring general kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Same old stuff. Same old, same old. Yeah. Same old stuff. Different day. <laughs> okay. Yeah, All right. All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> I, I still have only played Dyna- Dynasty Warriors game for like a total of like two minutes. But uh, we should play some time. If I can get it set up on that, we should play some time. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, anything else before we move on to top threes? Not that I can think of. I don't think so either. Let's do it then. We're blazing through this episode. Look at that. Yeah, we're like, to make up for we're last making time. up for last week. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so our top three this time is uh, top three games that have held up very, very well over time. Uh, they were awesome when they first came out. And after years and years have passed, they're still uh, just as awesome or nearly as awesome today. You guys are going to hate me for my list just as a heads up, so prepare your... Right. Well, list. all three of mine are Metal Gear Solid games. So. God, dude, I was literally, like, I was, like, I, I, made, I came up with five, and then I was, like, I Googled just to see. I always do that, like, to see what other people have said. Yeah, Just yeah. to kind of, you know, yeah, get a taste if you're right. right along. Oh, man, I was, like, everybody's, like, oh, Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear Solid 2, oh, I'm, like, shut <laughs> up, Robert. Like, every single one of the people on the forums, it was, like, King Octavius or Octavius King, and I'm just, like, Robert, <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Those are different people. <laughs> That's not me, bro. Uh, okay, so top three games that have held up uh, the best over time. Uh, I guess we'll start. You want to go in the same order we did our uh, our games? I'll go first, so you can just hate me. Okay, go ahead. Just kidding. So my number my number three is going to be the original uh, World of Warcraft. I, I still think even today, like I've been doing. Oh damn! Yeah it. I've been doing a lot of research recently because I've been playing with some of my friends again. The original World of Warcraft is building a crazy amount of traction. Like, a lot of people are actually quitting the current version of WoW to go back and play the older ones. Specifically, the oldest one 
and the second Ozone, which came out in 2005. Oh, I'm sorry. I well, I thought you were talking about the first Warcraft. Oh, oh no, no, no. Those are <laughs> actually those are really good titles as well. So okay, yeah. that one's the rest of your list should be Warcraft three and Starcraft. Dude, I actually <laughs> thought about Starcraft and Warcraft actually. I didn't really? play Warcraft yeah. to be. I thought about Warcraft three. Yeah. Yeah, I I played a decent amount of Warcraft three. I we mostly did like the custom maps on it and stuff. The you game did. Itself oh, I did fun, so many but, of those uh, too. Yeah. yeah, I did the ones where like you basically. I think it was like you basically have infinite money and like you just build, yeah, fast, just like start building. They were mm. called fastest maps. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, no no no. But but it wasn't like it was like the map was entirely open. Like there wasn't even oh, okay. really any terrain. It was like you start on one side, the other guy starts on the other side. You just start building. Basically, you just build like shitloads of towers at each other. <laughs> that was that, that was what you based just what you do. Blake, what's your number one? Uh, number three. God, what's your number one, there are Blake? so many good old games. Like I just feel like we're gonna miss something. I know. We're gonna, we're gonna well, it's not just that we're gonna I, miss I know I'm gonna hate but this. It's just like I'm. I'm there's just so many obvious good ones that it's like oh yeah like all of these old games duh of course those are still great of course they're still amazing like i have a hard time really narrowing the list down to anything less than 20 games that i 20 retro games that i still think are amazing (laughs) to play through today it really sucks which is and the reason like the reason i think i have the biggest problem with that is because it means that none of them stand out to me that much my number one game i know is my absolute favorite for um a retro game that has aged well. But like everything else that I could think of on the list, it's like, yeah, any of those could take spots two and three. There are probably 20, 30, 40, 50 games that I could list off that it's like, oh yeah, that's still, uh, that's still a lot of fun. I, I think that's really worth playing through today. And it, it just pisses me off, man. Sorry. <laughs> mad as hell. I'm mad you are, though. Like you, man. I am mad. I am mad. mad, I'm mad. Fired up. Mad as hell, man. So, what is your number three, Blake? All right. For my number three, I talked about it on last week's podcast. It's still a ton of fun to play today. Uh, I'm going to go with Mega Man X. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, It's, for me, I think it's uh, the best of the Mega Man X series. Maybe my favorite Mega Man game as well. It's just. It feels really good to play. Uh, it's after playing. I grew up on the Mega Man games, and then Mega Man X came out, the first Super Nintendo Mega Man game, and they kind of they took full advantage of the system. I mean, the, uh, artistically, visually, the game looks beautiful. The music is totally classic. Uh, it's like every time it comes up on my playlist, I'm still rocking out today. So many, like two decades later, the ga- the music is still amazing to me. Um, the story, whatever, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the controls, though, are uh, I think one of the best things, one of the best adaptations that it made going from the Nintendo controller to the Super Nintendo controller is that they made it so uh, your shoulder buttons let you toggle through your sub weapons. Oh, that's nice. Which- which was a huge, huge change. It's actually overall, it's a really small change, but it's a great use of the buttons. It's a great idea for it because it got very frustrating sometimes in the old Mega Man games, going into your menu, having to pause the gameplay and the action all the time, 
this is for a casual playthrough. It's it's a pretty small thing overall. Uh, for speedruns, it's actually a huge change though. That uh, because speedrunners, they're gonna know exactly how many times they need to press L or R to get to the next sub weapon to make the next section uh, the fastest possible to go through that area. Uh, it's just I, I don't really know anything that Mega Man X did wrong. Uh, it's a little on the easy side if you know your enemy weaknesses. Uh, but that's pretty much true of all Mega Man games. So, yeah, my number three, I'm going to go with Mega Man X. Cool. That was a good one. I like that. Uh, my number three is uh, also my favorite game of all time, which is The Secret of Monkey Island. <laughs> uh, I expect that to be way higher on your list, actually. Well, the reason it's... Well, I kind of higher. Whole one spot! <laughs> I, I spent a little bit of time figuring out, like, deciding what order to put mine in, and the reason I put this one at three is because I feel like in this genre, uh, game mechanics kind of, like, uh, were figured out very early, so it's not like it was way advanced and ahead of his time, and ahead of its time, it was just that, okay, yeah, they figured these out, and so it got the mechanics down, and then the game itself is also just really, really awesome and really cool and fun. Um, it's not like a fighting game or like, you know, like a sim game or something like that where as they made more and more of these games, or like, or especially like even RPGs, like they figured out different things to do to make them better. Like, mechanic-wise, point-and-click adventure games haven't really changed that much throughout the Yeah, there's the not a whole lot of advancement to make there. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I decided to put this one in third. Even though it's my favorite game ever, I gotta say that there there wasn't a whole lot of room to advance, But except for they just nailed it with like the story. See, that's, and... that's where I'm coming from. That's why I have so many games on this list uh-huh. that I could put on my top three. It, for a lot of it, like, uh, let's take a game like Goldeneye. I brought it up earlier. The reason I don't think that that has aged well, or two of my games from last week, uh, Ocarina of Time and Super Mario 64, gameplay-wise, they're weak by today's standards. They, they're just not all there. They haven't developed all of those gameplay things yet. But like the point-and-click genre, what is left to really develop and build on there? Where, where's left to go with that? Yeah. So it's already got the gameplay down for the point and click for Monkey Island. But what it does really well, and what a lot of my favorite games do, a lot of the retro games that I still think have aged very well, have done well, is that they have great writing. Is that their stories are good. Is that um, the characters are good. The music is good. Stuff like that. Uh, that, That's the kind of stuff that's going to end up being timeless. Whereas um, Super Mario Brothers, we've built on platforming elements Pretty hard since the original game came out. Mario 64, we actually understand how to make good 3D games now. So going back and playing stuff like that with, with like, Mario 64, there's not a whole lot of writing or story to attach yourself to there. So the gameplay is kind of what you have to base it on. And it's just not there as much as a game like Monkey Island is going to be able to do. And Monkey Island's writing is timeless. It really is. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that pretty much... Uh, accounts for why I feel like it's held up so well. I played it uh, last year for the podcast 
And I actually hadn't played it in a very long time. And I was not expecting to still love it as much on this playthrough as I did, you know, back in the day. Sure. And But I did. I still, like, really loved it basically just as much as when I first played it. So that was that was pretty – that was actually a little bit surprising to me. I thought I would like it, but but I thought I would see a lot of flaws in it. But I didn't really. There, It's got a couple flaws, but uh, overall it just feels like – I feel like it has held up extremely well. So number two. Number two, who? who, who? I think it's me. You? I think it's Jay. You? Uh, okay. So my number two is actually going to be the... So I, I, I wanted to just do series, but whatever. Uh, mine is Golden Sun. Um, I think Golden huh. Sun... I was, I was really focused on GBA What's games that? for this. Shut up. You're trolling, right? Okay. Are you trolling? Sure. <laughs> is it Metal Gear Solid Golden Sun? <laughs> I'm going to carve onto your gravestone after I murder you, Robert. I hope you realize that. Anyways, I hope you uh, stand in front of my gravestone and smoke for like 30 minutes, just I, like Snake does in Metal Gear Solid 4. Oh my god. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so <laughs> when I was looking at this list, I actually came across got quite a few Game Boy games that I really was I thought about putting on the list, and Golden Sun just stuck out too much not to. Um, I still play this game a lot on my phone. I've talked about this series before, but it's just incredible series, great gameplay, still fun. Obviously, the puzzles if you've done it a couple times get. What kind of game? Really is it? easy. Are you serious? Have you? We, I've talked about this on the podcast before. I probably wasn't paying any attention. It's an RPG with like a puzzle element to it. So like Final Fantasy, every Final Fantasy game. <sighs> like Lufia Two. Which Jay, have you played that at all? I believe so, but not for a very long time. I've heard really good things about it. Yeah. Well, if you like RPG and puzzles. Smash mm-hmm. together. Lufia Two is a great place to start. I think I've said this to you before. Now that I think about it. I think it. so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also gonna smash Robert together. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's also a good idea. Oh yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. That's a good one. Just can't handle you right it's, now. It's probably You're about <laughs> to melt all the steel beams in this call, Robert. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh my god. Um. All right. So I guess it's my turn. Uh huh. Oh uh, yeah. All right. I'm going to go with a game that I did not play when it was new, and that I didn't play until probably seven or eight years ago. Maybe even a little bit longer. Yeah, it must have been longer than that. Uh, probably more like nine, almost ten years ago. Maybe even ten I'm going to say Baldur's Gate 2. Ooh. Oh. Um, I th- We've talked about this a little bit before, and for those that don't know, Baldur's Gate 2, it's, a, it's the old... CRPG game, top-down isometric view, uh, and based off of D&D, it's, it's, it was still fun back then when I played it for the very first time after never having played the isometric RPGs before. There was still a lot of stuff to like about that game. I got very, very, very engrossed in that game for about three or four days straight until, for some reason, and I don't know why, but I just stopped playing it. I think it, it like it sucked me in too hard, too fast, and so I was like, okay, I need to take a day away, and then I just never went back to it. But over the course of not even a week, I put 60 or 70 hours into the game. I was having a lot of fun with it, and for me, I think that's uh, that says enough. Cool. Yeah, it is cool. Um, did you ever play Baldur's Gate 1? No, I did not. I, cause I tried playing that about, 
uh, probably like maybe even like two years ago. And I really enjoyed it at first. And then like I just hit a wall after hmm. after a few after three or four hours, um, which is a shame because I know that's a, a lot of people really, really love that game. And I was really looking forward to it. But I was wondering if you I was wondering what your experience was if you had played it. Yeah, I hadn't played that one. I I think I heard the first Baldur's Gate is really bad about fetch quests early on. So did that maybe like slow well, it no, down not, for you and bore you out? For me, like I got to one sort of like boss type character, and I just could not like mm. it was so. He was really hard, and what I read was that you basically have to do every side quest in the game to be leveled enough to like progress through the game. Huh. And I wasn't really interested in doing that, but what I did do was, like, just out of curiosity, I uh, used, like, a, a uh, like a console cheat and leveled, like, all my party up, like, ten levels each. Mm-hmm. And, like, I still couldn't beat this one boss. <laughs> like, I, clearly I was... I w- yeah, it was sad. Like, I was obviously just doing something wrong and stupid because I was way farther leveled than I should have been at that point. And I yeah. still couldn't beat him, so, like, I, was, I don't know what I was doing. Sure. Yeah, I was definitely doing something bad. Um, but, so, okay, so my number two is, uh, this one is the opposite of Monkey Island, whereas that one, as we kind of discussed, game mechanics haven't changed a whole lot. Uh, in this series, uh, game mechanics have advanced quite a bit, and that's why I put this one higher, because... It's still such a great game, even even compared to modern games of its type, which is uh, Street Fighter 2. Hmm. Uh, very, very well balanced. Very, very fun. Lots of cool characters. Uh, and then even compared to where fighting games are today, like it is still an extremely solid fighting game. Like You would think after however fucking long it's been out like close to 20 years i guess uh, did, uh i think it was had its 25th anniversary recently 25th wow okay uh, either that or yeah that okay was yeah Capcom. yeah that makes sense yeah that makes sense um i can see that yeah yeah it must have been its 25th yeah um even after that long like there are no major like exploits or anything like that as far as i know that like in the game uh and people who play it all the time like this game was, they just like, I feel like they just absolutely nailed it with the mechanics, um, and with like the balance, especially among the characters. And it's still got, after 25 years, it still has like somewhat of a presence in like the competitive fighting game scene. Like that says, that says a lot to me alone. But it's a game you can still fire it up and play it, and it's like just as fun really as, as any of the, or almost as like 90% as fun as the more recent Street Fighter games, I feel like. See, for me, I I looked through some lists to see if uh, there were any ideas that jumped out at me where I was like, oh, well, yeah, okay. Also, I think I might know what your number one is, speaking of. Okay. But um, for, when I looked at it, I thought, yeah, it's, it's not bad, but there are a lot of other modern fighting games I'd rather play instead because okay. of uh, character selection and... Like, I... For me, what I didn't like about the old fighting games was how painfully strict the input commands were. Oh, okay. I can see that. Are you still there? Is anybody still there? Okay, we're recording again. 
right. Hey, welcome back. Okay. Uh, this is the Classic Game Podcast. This is Robert Ring. You're talking about how the inputs were too strict. Yeah, yeah. So um, in the old Street Fighters, uh, like Street Fighter 2, played a lot of it at home on consoles and had a hard time enjoying it because of how painfully strict the inputs were. Um, like if you're doing a Hadouken motion, a fireball motion, fireball motion, quarter circle forward, you have to hit down, down forward, forward, and hit the punch button at the right time right afterwards to get it to work properly. And I always just, uh, it hurt, it hurt to play the game on my poor little hands. <laughs> Your hands, are they not as manly as like your beard and... No, well, I mean, I was like eight at the time. Have you tried oh, to play you're about back then. Oh, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Might help you a little bit. Uh, I never really, I don't remember ever noticing that when I played it. That's because you're bad at fighting games. It's fine. It's true. Well, I probably am. Yeah. The only well, the, oh, except for the uh, fucking super pile driver, that was impossible. Oh yeah, th- those 360 motions sucked. Yep. Uh, okay. Uh, number is that all our number? Have we all done number two now? I don't think Jay did his number two, did he? No, I did. I was going son. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. So yeah, number ones. Jay, number, number ones. One. Best game that's held up more than any other game in the history of video games. What is it, Jay? Tell us what it is. I'm number one first. Uh-huh. All right, I guess I volunteered. Uh, so okay. I was going to do Final Fantasy VII, and then I was going to do Final Fantasy IX, and then I went with Final Fantasy Tactics. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should see that. You see what I did there? Oh, Jesus. Um, yeah, I, 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 it was too hard to pass up. Like I, I thought of some other good ones, but it's freaking Final Fantasy Tactics. There's just no getting around it. It's one of the games that I probably play once or twice a year. Uh, it's just an excellent game. The storyline, they keep updating it. They made it for the PSP. The animations were fan-freaking-tastic. The music is phenomenal. Games it, there's art, just no it's getting around still it. gorgeous. I know, the it's just so beautiful. I would take away from the game is that it can be, it, it's quite broken, and the AI is pretty bad. It is, but you can also play the edited versions where the people made the AI a lot <laughs> smarter and more difficult, and it makes it just... I heard that fuck. they like removed version 1.3 from the internet. Like the people who made it said, "That's it. We're not doing it anymore. It's gone." Oh, but I'm sure I, I have it on my computer that. somewhere. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's around. Other people yeah. have it. So, uh, I thought that. But again, like AI, that's the modern uh, versions. That's not the game itself either. I thought the AI on a lot of on a lot of the game was pretty tough. Fucking scrub over here. Listen to this clown. <laughs> Fucking jokester. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I, the AI is pretty dumb and exploitable a lot of the time, but... Uh, I mean, at, for, at the time, that was definitely part of the game's charm, is because learning all of that stuff was a lot of fun for me. That's part of the reason I love the game so much. Who's up next? Is it me? Is it my number one? No, uh, I think so, yeah. Okay. Uh, my number one... Let's, let's Alright, let's talk about this some more. Okay. So... Jay was going to list Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy IX. Uh, my list, it was difficult to not have a lot of these other games on there because, like I said, stories age a lot better than gameplay. Stories like Chrono Trigger. Stories like Final Fantasy VI. Um, Final Fantasy Tactics. But if uh, I tried to limit my list down to one RPG, 
And to me, I think the best RPG that has aged the best uh, was Earthbound. Ooh, more than Chrono Trigger. Really? It it was a very tough call between those two Final Fantasy VI. But when I went back to play Earthbound recently, um, I think part of it is because I'm older, so I can understand a lot of what's going on better. But when I played through Earthbound, I appreciated it even more than when I was younger. Wow. That that really surprises me. The characterization, just the character and charm of the entire Earthbound universe. uh, Like, I was blown away by how strong the writing in the game is. It's very unique. It's got its own style uh, artistically. The gameplay is even really good. It's a very unique gameplay system that I we don't see from any other RPGs, which is a shame. I said it when I reviewed the game last time, and it's still fucking true. How have more people not copied this combat system where you have this rolling HP bar, and if you can finish the battle before your HP reaches zero, you don't die? Like, the only other oh, game yeah. that does that is, uh, oh, Mother 3, the sequel to Earthbound. Whoa. That is <laughs> aside a- from, just even aside from that. What? I said, that's a coincidence. Well, yeah, I know, right? It's a it's a crazy coincidence. <laughs> I can't believe it. It Can was you? a joke also. So weird. <laughs> the writing, like, just the the whole, not necessarily the story of the game, but the writing of it, the the environments, the world, the characters that you interact with and everything, it's all very unique and charming. And it's, I think it's aged better than any other RPG from that era, which is insane. It's gotten better over time instead of stayed equally amazing. Right. That's cool. So, yeah, I number one, Earthbound. Awesome. I think that's a good I like one. it. I do, too. Uh, my number one is TIE Fighter. <laughs> it's uh, all right. <laughs> it's just um, I feel like it was really, really advanced for its time, uh, and just how how well it did at like all the detail in the game and how good of a job it did at making you feel like like if this is like if you were a Tie Fighter pilot in the Star Wars universe, this is pretty much what it would be like. Uh, it did an awesome job of that, and even still playing it, like, there's nothing where you're like, oh, that, this game mechanic's dumb and, like, outdated. Like, everything still feels really, really awesome and detailed and, you know, realistic to the extent that it can be, and it's still, uh, super fun also. Like, that, that game has just held up so incredibly well. It was, uh, really, I just feel like it was super ahead of its time, and so it's, uh, so it's, it's still an awesome game. Cool. Cool. Ah, yeah. So, do we want to talk about some honorable mentions for this list? I mean, we've covered RPGs that we could probably. Sure. I was gonna say, I'm pretty sure I did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we could list another 10, 20 RPGs easily. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a few more that I was thinking about. For me, Vice City almost made my list. Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Uh, I I feel like it. um, I could go back and play that right now just because of how cool of a period piece it is uh to basically be playing a scarface game where you're not scarface but you've got all this these 80s radio stations these bright pastel colors all over the town um it's it's a it creates this world where it's like 
it's always going to be the 80s in this world, and it feels great playing that game. Yeah, that's a cool one. I uh, I like San Andreas better, but mm-hmm. I definitely Racist. get where you're coming from. <laughs> Um, I think the other one, what I actually expected your number one to be, Robert, was Tetris. I I don't actually really care for Tetris. Oh, okay. All right. I'm not a big fan of it either, which is why I didn't make my list, but I think it's, like, it's created its own kind of genre, really, of Tetris. There were no (laughs) other Tetris games, like, you can make a Tetris-like uh, which is <laughs> just true and strange to think about. Yeah, I can see that. I think that would. I think uh, that would be for someone who really likes Tetris. I think that's that's a really uh, valid one to to pick. It's a uh, for the I, people who like that kind of stuff. Since then, yeah. But I don't think that it's done anything where it's like you can't go back to the original and be like, oh man, I really miss being able to. Turn a block in the opposite direction instead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, that's not going to completely ruin your experience of playing the original Tetris, you know. So, uh, I, for me, I think those two are the uh, unmentioned ones so far that would be the most high up on the list. Then there's the dozens and dozens of RPGs. And I don't know. I guess that's uh, that summarizes it for the most part for me. I think, like, I'm trying uh, to think of the, some other ones. We talked about Warcraft 3 already. I was surprised that neither of you guys had StarCraft on there. Too. I thought about it. I really did. <laughs> well, Especially after life. last week's episode where you were like, <laughs> how do you not Robert. think StarCraft aged well? Yeah. Ah. <laughs> I thought about it just a big fuck you to Robert. but <laughs> <laughs> The two that I uh, had on my list at first and then bumped them off were... Uh, Super Mario 3, and yeah. then um, uh, Wing Commander, which basically is, well, it's the same exact type of game as TIE Fighter, except it's older than TIE Fighter, and uh, its age shows more than TIE Fighter mm-hmm. for various reasons, but it's still a super fun game and really, really impressive uh, playing it now to see like what they did for a game this old. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I played that again, that was also for the podcast like year and a half ago or so. Like I was super impressed with that game, and it's uh they did a really great job. I and I think it came out in nineteen ninety eighty nine or ninety, and they just they just did a super impressive job with it. But ultimately, Actually, I fe- I felt like Tie Fighter was like leaps and bounds beyond what they did with that. Yeah. You actually mentioned one game in there that uh, sparked quite a few from me. Uh, Super Mario Brothers 3, uh-huh. still a good platformer, still worth playing today. Uh, Super Mario World, uh, both of which didn't make it in because they're pretty, they're really good 2D platformers. They're, uh, they could easily make my list. Uh, for me, the simplicity of them is a little, eh, they're a little on the easy side, so. I decided to forgo them. I would still love to play through them again sometime. I probably will sometime in the next two, maybe three years. Uh, what else? Um, okay. Link to the Past. Uh, I, I still think it's aged fantastically. That one was very close to making my list. Uh, I th- I, for me, I think it's the pinnacle of 2D Zeldas. 
of the isometric Zeldas before we moved into 3D. I haven't oh, played okay. all of the uh, handheld ones, uh, but I also don't feel like I need to that, as much. I've played a few of them. They're all right. I played uh, Minish Cap, I know, which was all right. Uh, I, st- I vastly preferred, excuse me, um, Link to the Past over it. Uh, what else? Super Metroid. Super Metroid really easily could have made my list if I had uh, okay. played it any time recently. It's one of the next <laughs> games I'm going to do for retro achievements. So by after that, I'll be able to uh, make a better judgment call on it. Excuse me. But uh, I haven't played it in so long that I felt awkward putting it on my list and being like, oh, yeah, I haven't played it in seven years now. But uh, I still think it's a great game. Yeah. I, uh, I'm not even sure, I can't, I don't think I ever played Super Metroid, or, like, I feel like I maybe did for, like, a few minutes at a friend's house, or maybe I rented it one weekend, because I seem to kind of remember playing it a little bit, but I don't remember anything about it, and I know for sure I never owned it. Um, that's one that I'm really looking forward to playing sometime in the hopefully near future. Yeah, you definitely should. It's yeah. I think it's a game that will definitely withstand uh, the test of time. It's um, it's not just the gameplay of it. The gameplay is good. It's a very atmospheric game, and it does it very well. Where you're just stranded on this planet by yourself. Uh, great atmospheric music, like the mood that it creates, uh, is worth playing through. Still, like I feel like even the first Metroid did a pretty good job at those exact things that you just said like obviously it's a little bit more limited mostly just because of the technical capabilities of the nes compared to the super nintendo but i feel like those are kind of staples of the first game as well i believe that yeah well i would ask jay if he has any honorable mentions that he (laughs) already he's here we already talked i told you you I i know that's what I was about to say. That's what I was referring to. Uh, do you have any <laughs> others aside from the RPGs you listed? Not really, honestly. Right. Nothing really sticks out. Yeah. I'm wondering how many games I did miss off this list. It's I know, I know, I know. It's, I'm playing yeah. tonight, going fuck. It's like when you get in an argument with somebody and lose, and then later <laughs> in the night you like come up with really good retorts. You're like, oh, nice. Well, the jerks are called, and they're running out of you. Dude, nice reference. <laughs> What's that from? Oh, my. Seinfeld. Stop it. Fucking from what? Oh, Seinfeld. Seinfeld. If you guys... I like, really like that show. If you guys uh, come up with a better answer, then just send me a sound clip of you saying it, and I'll... I'll uh, just splice I'll, it in over yeah, it. Yeah, splice it in just over it. Just call Robert from your phone, and uh, <laughs> it'll be a completely different audio quality. Uh, I what feel like... possibly go wrong? I really think Sim City was an awesome fighting game <laughs> this time. I really think Sim City was a great <laughs> fighting game. The That's story a... has held up wonderfully. <laughs> Well, we did not get any emails this time, oh, and we didn't get any tweets either. People hate us. That's why. Because you talked about Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> yeah, they they probably haven't finished listening to the episode. Yet. <laughs> they fucking pause it. This week I played Metal Gear Solid. I'm done. I'm out. Fuck. <laughs> good podcast. Until then. Um, I'm pulling up iTunes to see if anybody left the same more reviews. But um, for next. 
for the next episode, you know what I realized it's time for? Number 50? Are we getting close to 50? It's time for top 10, for Super Summer Edition top 10 games of 15 years ago. Ooh. Uh, You remember how we did that last year? Yeah, last year we decided that since everybody does like top 10s of the year at the end of the year every year for like current games, then we're going to take the summer and do top 10 of the year from 15 years ago. Super blowout episode. So uh, the way it worked last time was, yeah, it was like a big section. We we kind of talked about our actual games a little bit quicker. And then what we did is uh, um, we picked we had a top ten instead of a top three. And it's the top ten best games of the year from 15 years ago, which was 1990. We did 1989 last year. All right. Cool. You guys think you can handle, can handle this? Uh, no. Nope. Or steel beams for that matter. Uh, okay so that's what our next episode is going to be it's going to be our big top 10 of the year feel free to send us yours whatever those might happen to be mail at classic you don't have to make it a top 10 list if you don't dear yeah you can send us anything just send us like metal gear solid all caps or majora's mask in all caps yeah Uh, we actually did get, I forgot about this, we did get an iTunes review, and I think we had this on the last episode, but, um, I forgot to say something about it. Uh, so we got another, we got another five-star review. Nice. Damn. Um, from Kelvin's, and I was a little bit confused at, about this at first, because, uh, he starts off his review with, wow, what an a-hole. <laughs> and I was what? like, what? <laughs> but but then All I right. looked at, but then I looked uh, and on iTunes for review when you review a podcast or anything I assume, you provide a title of your review also. Uh-huh. And, uh-huh. Uh, his title is Fuck Barty Odors, which was the guy who told us which was the guy who Stop left talking. our first review. Oh. <laughs> uh <laughs> About a year ago, and uh, gave us one star and said, I'm looking at it right now, nobody gives a crap about your stupid keyboard and how your weeks were. Time to change the description of your show to a bunch of boring dudes chat about pointless crap, Snorefest. So that was Barty Odors, who left that uh, last year. And so this guy <laughs> left a review that said, fuck Barty Odors, wow, what an a-hole, sure your cast had some minor problems in the beginning, but it continues to get better, keep it up guys. Nice. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah thanks. I really it, thanks, Kelvin. Kelvin's standing up for us. He's standing up to the bullies for us. We <laughs> appreciate that. <laughs> so, so, uh, but that's all we got this this time. So, but another that's five still story. a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 yeah, we <laughs> yeah. appreciate it. Sure, that's awesome. Uh, so send us an email, mail at classicgamingpodcast dot com. You can talk about, like we said, what your uh, favorite games of nineteen ninety were, or as we always say, anything you send us, we'll read it. It doesn't even have to be about games. It could be about like relationship okay. advice. We're really good at that. Oh, no. oh yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it could be about raising children. I did. I've done that once, or I've done that like point two times. So for one day, the rest of the time I didn't care. Anyways, <laughs> it could be about like uh, how to fix your sink. I'm actually working. Your on sink that is not working. Huh? 
actually could use some advice on that. That's funny. You want to know how to fix your sink? Nah, I'm not. What's, what's, what's the matter with your sink, Jay? No, we're not going through this. Good try, Robert. This you is the Google. Classic Gaming Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Classic Gaming Metal, Podcast. Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid Gaming Podcast. Uh, Metal Fantasy Solid Trigger Cast. Good night. Everybody. <laughs> I'm triggered. Whoa, 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 not good night yet. Hold on, we got we got something to cover real quick. First Uh-oh. of all, at Classic Games Cast is our Twitter account. Follow us there. Classic Gaming Podcast is our .com is our website. As I said, email us at mail at Classic Gaming Podcast. But before we go, what games have you guys been playing that are we we got to do the uh, current gaming subcast. I actually oh, only played it. primarily Samurai okay. Warriors. That that game I spent so many hours. I actually played. It was funny. We had family over for Fourth of July, and my girlfriend's sister's boyfriend's children came over, and I was playing Samurai Samurai Warriors with them a lot. So it's pretty fun. That's they're like six and eleven, and they were understanding the game pretty well. It's pretty fun. Nice. <laughs> uh, Blake, anything? Yeah, I already talked about this at the beginning of the cast. Remember, I talked about TF2. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. that. that was like now <laughs> uh, I can't think of any other modern games I've been playing. Uh, uh, yeah, like nothing is coming to me, so... I come yeah. to you. I, I, oh, <laughs> been, you. Oh, wow. I've been playing uh, the new Tomb Raider, or the, new Tomb Raider, the one that came out, what, I guess, two years ago now. Something like that. Oh shit! Uh, it's really good. It's actually quite a bit. It's a bit longer than I expected it to be, and I'm surprised at how good of a job they are. It's doing at remaining interesting and fun to play so far. Uh, I mean, you are, I guess, technically doing a lot of the same stuff over and over again, which is like climbing various types of terrain and doing some platforming, and then like having combat sequences, but it's all managed to remain lots of fun so far. So I'm, I'm, I think I'm pretty close to beating it, but, uh, I'm still having lots of fun with it. And I've also been playing Valkyria Chronicles, which, uh, I'm also having a pretty good time with it. Some of the battles on that take a really long time. And then if you lose and you, you can't save in the middle of a battle. Back so to it start. Like, yeah. So that kind of sucks, but aside from that, I'm, the game is lots of fun, and uh, I really like like the art style and uh, the whole tactical thing. It's a uh, I'm having lots of fun. I'm having lots of fun with both, with both of those. I'll talk a little bit more about them whenever I beat, oh, excuse me, one or the other. But for now, I haven't beaten any of them yet. Good story. Yeah, that was a pretty good story. I thought. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we agree then. <laughs> anything else? Cool. Anybody got anything before we head out? No. I think that's it. We're only at an hour yeah. and 35 minutes. We got like. That's what we should be at. No, Robert, stop it. <laughs> yeah, that's a good time. I'm hanging up that's now. A good, good time. <laughs> All right, everybody, say goodbye to our viewers. We'll be back in two weeks with our, our viewers, top our 10 listeners. Games of, top 10 games of 1990. People just staring at the podcast. <laughs> with pictures of us in the background <laughs> anyway these guys haven't moved or blinked in an hour <laughs> I'm going to call somebody they need help <laughs> good night faithful viewer listeners Listen. we love you we love you deeply oh my God. good night Robert good night Blake have a nice week see you guys in two weeks Take it easy. Peace. See you guys later.